In his second letter to Timothy, the Apostle Paul writes these words, I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing and by his kingdom, preach the word. Be urgent, in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, and exhort. Be unfailing in patience and in teaching. This is In Season and Out of Season, a Bible teaching ministry with Father Tom DiLorenzo. Good day, it's Father Tom. I'm glad to be with you today. I'm reading from Luke 12. Meanwhile, when the crowd gathered by the thousands so that they trampled one another, they gathered by the thousands. And I'll tell you, the Pharisees and the Sadducees were jealous. They didn't have thousands following them to hear him preach. But they had thousands, Jesus had, to hear him preach and to heal and to deliver. I tell you, there are thousands of people who still do not know Jesus. And their heart is crying out that they would know Jesus. They don't even know that their heart is crying out. But I'm telling you, if you do not know Jesus, your heart is crying out saying, I want to know him. I want to love him. I want to serve him. Oh yes, there were thousands upon thousands that gathered to hear him preach and to see him do miracles. And they trampled on one another. He began to speak first to his disciples, beware of the yeast of the Pharisees, that is, their hypocrisy. I do not ever want to be a hypocrite. I do not ever want to be a hypocrite. I want to tell people the truth, the truth that I am living and that I intend to live in the future, how we need the truth. We do not need hypocrites. We do not need hypocrites. We need people that say, yes, Lord, whatever you will, I will do. Yes, Lord, I need you. I'm broken. I'm poor. I'm needy. I need you. Nothing is covered up that will not be uncovered, and nothing in secret that will not come to be known. No secrets at the end of time. Everything we have done will be shown to the world, and everything the world has done will be shown to us. Oh yes, no secrets. Therefore, whatever you have said in the dark will be heard in the light. And what you have whispered behind closed doors will be proclaimed from the housetops. There are no secrets in the kingdom. Oh yes, no secrets. Verse 4, I tell you, my friends, do not fear those who kill the body, and after that can do nothing more. But I will warn you whom to fear. Fear him who, after he has killed, 
has authority to cast you into hell. Now, is the Bible telling us to be afraid of God? I don't think so. Why? Are not five sparrows sold for two pennies? Yet none of them is forgotten in God's sight. But even your hairs of your head are being counted. Do not be afraid. You are more valuable than many sparrows. We're not to be afraid of God. We are more valuable than the sparrows that fly. He takes care of each sparrow. He makes sure that they have food enough. And we must not be afraid of God. He is a loving Father, and He sent His beloved Son, and they sent their Holy Spirit into our hearts. Be not afraid of what God, because God loves you. How do I know God loves you? I look at the crucifix and I say, He who died for us, will he not give us all things in him that we need? And I tell you, everyone who acknowledges me before men, the Son of Man will also acknowledge before the angels of God. Do you acknowledge Jesus before people? If so, you will be acknowledged before the angels of God. But whoever denies me before men will be denied before the angels of God. Don't deny the Lord. Don't deny the Lord. I ask you to acknowledge the Lord, to tell people about the Lord Jesus. Yes, this is the truth. If we deny him, he will deny us in front of the angels. And everyone who speaks a word against the Son of Man will be forgiven. But whoever blasphemes against the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven. What is the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit? I'm telling you, it's on our deathbed if we will not accept forgiveness. Final forgiveness. That is the, that is the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. When they bring you before synagogues and rulers and authorities, do not worry how you are to defend yourselves, so that you are to say, for the Holy Spirit will teach you at that very hour what you ought to say. A lot of people use that not to prepare the Word of God, because the Holy Spirit will work. No, no, no. We need to read the Scriptures. We need to see what God is saying. And so we don't depend that the Holy Spirit's going to speak only because, because He wants the Word known. We need to prepare for the proclamation of the Gospel. We need to pray for the anointing. We need to ask that the Lord will do wonders. This is real. This is real. Someone in the crowd said to him, Teacher, tell my brother to divide the family inheritance with me. But Jesus said to him, Friend, who set me to be judge or arbitrator over you? And he said to them, Take care. Be on your guard against all kinds of greed.
one's life does not consist in the abundance of possessions. Then he told them a parable. The land of a rich man produced abundantly, and he thought to himself, What should I do? For I have no place to store my crops. Then he said, I will do this. I will pull down my barns and build larger ones, and there I will store all my grain and my goods. And I will say to my soul, Soul, you have ample goods laid up for many years. Relax, eat, drink, be merry. But God said to him, You fool, this very night your life is being demanded of you, and the things you have prepared, whose will they be? So it is with those who store up treasures for themselves, but are not rich towards God. How do we get rich towards God? By proclaiming Jesus. How else do we get rich towards God? By giving the Lord at least our tithe. That's how we get rich before God. By giving the Lord our tithe. You see, this is so important. The Lord speaks more about money in the Gospels than he does about heaven. The tithe is so important. And I've gone over the tithe. It's not for me to only tithe. I give offerings, and God only knows how much I give because he's shown me to be generous with what I have. He'd be generous with all the things that he's given me. Verse 22, he said to his disciples, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life. Let's stop right there. Worry. Worry is useless. It only puts us in a hole. I know somebody who's been depressed, and she's had it for six months. And you know what? Just meditating on six months does no good. We're praying that the depression will leave her. It will leave her. Do not worry about your life what you will eat, or about your body, what you will wear. For life is more than food, and the body more than clothing. Don't worry. Worry is useless. Just surrender to Jesus. Worry is useless. Just surrender to the Lord. Consider the ravens. They neither sow nor reap. And they have neither storehouse nor barn, and yet God feeds them. Of how much more value are you than the birds? What value are you? He shed his blood for you. The blood of Jesus is your value. He shed his blood for you. Do not worry. God takes care of the ravens. Will he not take care of you? Are you tithing your money? Are you giving to the Lord first, the first fruits? Of how much more value are you than the birds? Our value is the blood of Jesus. And can you, can any of you by worrying at a single hour to his span of life? No. Worry puts us in a hole. We dig a hole and jump into it 
And then we wonder why, because we've been worrying. If then you are not able to add an hour to your span of life, why do you worry about the rest? Consider the lilies, how they grow. Now, lilies of the field are like red poppies. They are beautiful. They come up in the morning. Consider the lilies, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, Solomon in all of his glory was not clothed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is alive today, and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, how much more will he clothe you, you of little faith? Yes, yes, God's going to feed you. God's going to clothe you if you're seeking him and you're working. Oh, yes, why worry? You say, I worry because I'm paying all this money for rent and I'm only one check behind going out of, into the street. Don't worry. God will keep you. I remember a man who had, and his wife had 23 children. And every time a new child was to be born, he received another job. And God opened doors for this couple. Oh, yes. I remember going to their 50th wedding anniversary and saw the pictures of the couple with their beautiful children. It made me weep. They didn't worry. They didn't worry. God clothed them. God fed them. He worked. I don't know how many jobs, but he worked. Let's continue. And do not keep striving for what you will are to eat or what you are to drink. Do not keep worrying, for it is the nations of the world that strive after these things. And your Father knows that you need them. Instead, strive for the kingdom, and these things will be given to you as well. Seek first the kingdom of God, and all these things will be given to you as well. Worrying is useless. Just surrender to Jesus. It does no good to worry. It only sets us back. You say, but you don't know what my bills are. You do the best you can. And you say, I surrender, Lord. Take care of everything. You go to work so that you can pay your bills. I surrender, Lord. Take care of everything. Do not be afraid, little flock, for it is the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. It's the Father's good pleasure to give us the kingdom of God, that the kingdom of God would come on earth is in heaven. Do not be afraid, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions and give alms. I'm telling you, give alms. Make purses for yourselves that do not wear out, an unfailing treasure in heaven, where no thief comes near and no moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also.
I want my treasure to be on the crucified risen Savior. How do I do that? I surrender my life to him and then I give, I give, and I continue to give because that's what God wants me to do. And there's a funny thing about giving. The more you give, the more I receive. And the whole point of the matter is, I am not giving to receive. I am giving because God first gave me his life in Christ Jesus. It's all about giving. And people don't want to hear that. They say, well, he's talking about money again. I'm talking about what the Bible says. Give alms. Give alms. Give alms. Verse 35. Be dressed for action and have your lamps lit. Be like those who are waiting for their master to return from the wedding banquet so that they may open the door for him as soon as he comes and knocks. Blessed are those people whom the master finds alert when he comes. Truly, I tell you, he will fasten his belt and have them sit down to eat, and he will come and serve them. If he comes during the middle of the night or near dawn and finds them so, blessed are those persons. But know this, if the owner of the house had known what hour the thief was coming, they would have let the house, they would not have let the house be broken into. You must also be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an unexpected hour. He's coming again. People say, but he didn't come in 2,000 years. He's coming again. The scripture says that a thousand years to the Lord is like one day, and one day to a thousand years. So he's been gone two days. That's wonderful. He's coming back. We, we say it at Mass every day. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. How we need to know that it's not all finished. It's now the time of the Holy Spirit to work within our lives so that we await the coming of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who will come in his glory as the judge of the living and the dead. Do not be afraid. God takes care of the birds. Will he not more take care of you when Jesus comes in glory? God takes care of the birds. Will he not take care of you when Jesus comes in glory? He certainly will. He certainly will. But know this, if the owner of the house had known at what hour the thief was coming, he would not have let his house be broken into. You also must be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an unexpected hour. Verse 41. Peter said, Lord, are you telling this parable for us or for everyone? And the Lord said, Who then is the faithful and prudent manager whom his master will put in charge of his slaves to give them their allowance of food 
at their proper time. Blessed is that slave whom the master will find at work when he arrives. Truly, I tell you, he will put that one in charge of all his possessions. But if the slave says to himself, My master is delayed from coming, and he begins to beat the other slaves, men and women, and to eat and drink and get drunk, the master of the slave will come on a day when he does not expect him, at an hour when he does not know that he will cut, he will be cut into pieces and put him with the unfaithful. I do not want to be with the unfaithful. I want to be with the faithful, those who have professed the Lord Jesus Christ, those who have given their life to Jesus, those who have surrendered their life to the Lord, those who do not worry. Oh yes, I want to be with the faithful. I love faithful people. You see, it's all about faithfulness. Faithfulness leads to glory. Faithfulness leads to trust. Faithfulness needs to love. Yes, I am faithful by the grace of God. Therefore, I love people. God has given me the grace to love people. And that is a grace. Jesus said, love one another as I have loved you. Love one another as I have loved you. That slave who knew what the master wanted but did not prepare himself or do what was wanted will receive a severe beating. But the one who did not know and did, did what did, deserved a beating will receive a lighter beating. For everyone who whom much has been given, much will be required. I tell you, much has been given to us in the United States. Much has been given to us. Everyone wants to enter the United States. Much has been given to us. Therefore, much will be expected of us. From everyone to whom much has been given, much will be required. And from the one to whom much has been entrusted, even more will be demanded. The Lord has trusted me with his radio ministry. More will be demanded of me because he's trusted me with my ministry to you. This ministry is all about you. It's not about me. It's all about you, about touching people, about allowing God to touch people, change people's lives, fill them with the love of God, fill them with the Holy Spirit. This ministry is about salvation, bringing people under the cross, under the blood, so that people will give their lives to Jesus, who has died and who has been raised from the dead. This ministry is not about money. I very rarely ask for money. This ministry is about preaching the Word of God, telling people of the wonders of God. Remember, there were thousands who pushed to hear Jesus. I wonder how many of us tell other people about this broadcast that are hungry, that are broken, that are needy. This is what it's all about. It's not about me. It's about Jesus Christ, that he loves you, that he gave his life for you, that he rose from the dead for you, that he sends his Holy Spirit to you. It's about Jesus.
And if we acknowledge him, his name is Jesus, before men, he will acknowledge you and me before the angels of heaven. The angel of the Lord declared unto Mary, and she conceived of the Holy Spirit. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Blessed is the fruit of your womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Behold the handmaid of the Lord. Let it be done unto me according to your word. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Blessed is the fruit of your womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. If you worry, you cannot give yourself an extra hour of your life. It's a foolish thing to worry. The answer to worry is surrender to Jesus and do that right now. I surrender my life to you, Lord Jesus. God bless you. This has been In Season and Out of Season with Father Tom DiLorenzo. A tape of this week's series of messages is available to you with a donation when you write to this new address, Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass., 02128. Please make a note of it. And remember that this ministry is supported only by the donations of listeners, so please help as the Lord leads you. That new address again is Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass., 02128. And be sure to listen again next time for In Season and Out of Season. Oh.